Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of Driveway Matinee. I'm Tim, and I'm sitting here next to my compadre, JP. What to do, Tim? What to do? Oh, you know, it's just another beautiful week out here in the neighborhood, and we are going to celebrate all things mom today. Everything mom. Everything. So we want to shout out and say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Bless Mother's Day to all of you mamas out there. So, JP, how was your week? My week is actually pretty good, Tim. Nice. Good week, you know. Good week leading up to Mother's Day. I was really looking forward to, you know, sitting here talking to you about Mother's Day. How was your week? Man, it was a great week. You know, the weather, kind of rainy, but I think we needed it. Uh, kind of wash some of the dust off everything. And, you know, today, like yesterday, a beautiful day. Um, it's a little warm. We're getting up to that, you know, 100-degree mark. That time of year. Yes, sir. Sun's shining, birds are chirping, and and everything's great. Yep, so, starting to remember why we moved to Texas. That's it. Start to melt the pounds off. You know? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> From what else? Mom's cooking. Ooh. Mom's cooking. Put on the LBs on you. Yeah, I know. Mom's cooking. Chick-fil-A's cooking. Everybody else is cooking. You but, know, now that, we're, now that I think about it, we're talking about mom's. What would be your favorite meal that mom made for you? Ooh, favorite meal that, as like a kid growing up, just in general. If like if you had if if mom could make one thing, and that's all you could have, what would it be for you? Man, you know, surprisingly enough, I'm going to say this one dish, but it was stuffed bell peppers. There was it's it's the crazy thing, but my mom used to make great stuffed bell peppers. I, I was not expecting you to go there. I know. <laughs> I, you, you were thinking more like tacos or something else crazy. But, you know, the only tacos we had growing up were like the uh, the hard El Paso taco oh, yeah, shells yeah, you yeah, bought yeah, at the store yeah. and, and the seasoned ground beef. And that's, I mean, it's a taco, but not really a taco that we know today. <laughs> yeah. So the stuffed bell peppers. What about you? Man, if I had to have just one thing. And that was the only thing I was going to have for mom make for me. It would have to be a pineapple upside down cake. Pineapple upside down cake. Nice, yes, sir. Nice. So, yes, it would be dessert for every meal. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what do you have today? Pineapple upside down cake. Yeah. But it's crazy because my wife loves my mom's spaghetti. Like, to the point where if we're traveling to go see my mom. Uh-huh. No matter what time of day we get in, because normally it's in the evening, because they're about 12 to 14 hour drive away, mom has a pot of spaghetti on the stove waiting for her. She loves it that much. I probably think the second thing, because if we're coming into town to go see mom, she would have bread pudding. Bread pudding? Yeah. Oh, she knows you're a sweet tooth guy. Oh, I'm a sweet tooth guy. Yeah. Everybody actually on my... My route of deliveries knows I'm a sweet tooth you're guy. You're a sweet tooth guy, <laughs> which is surprising because, you know, you're chiseled out. You know, <laughs> and, you know, you're real into your fitness and your, your food and everything. And, and that is because I'm a sweet tooth guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of makes sense. Because <laughs> if you wasn't into the fitness, we'd Ooh. all know you as a sweet tooth guy. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, you know JP? Oh, we know JP. Mm-hmm. He gets around. <laughs> hey. But, you know, we just, everything today is circled around mom. Because if it wasn't for mom, 
I mean, well, mom's glue, right? Mom, mom was the glue of the family. Mom was the glue of the house. Yeah. So I, I'm a military brat, so yep. my dad being retired Navy, he was out traveling at Westpac and stuff. So um, dad was gone. Mom held the house down. I mean, from the chores to the punishment, you know, yeah. mom was mom was a head honcho. You know, my mom worked off and on as I grew up. You know, sometimes she had a job, sometimes she didn't. But, you know, being a stay-at-home mom and sometimes that i think that was kind of their the duty they took on back in the in that time frame um like where now most mothers are working full-time and some in some cases are the breadwinners and the only yeah only parent in the house there's single moms out there that are pulling double even triple duty duty, right so you know you look at mom mom's the glue of the whole whole family and grandma was the same way oh yeah you know yeah that that was pretty much your second mom because My mom was, if she was working and you were at grandma's, grandma was mom. <laughs> yeah. Grandma spoiled you, though. A little bit more than mom would, but don't, don't, don't take advantage of it. Don't get it them. twisted. Yeah, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Grandma can go off the rail, too. <laughs> now, my grandma, she would, she had a willow tree, a weeping willow tree. And when she told you to go cut a switch, you knew it was over. It must have been something that was passed on from grandma to grandma. It didn't matter what race, nationality. Where you lived in the country. Because my grandma had a tree. I think they all had a tree. <laughs> it, was like, it was like code. Was like, As you grow up, you need to plant a tree. Mm-hmm. We need a tree. <laughs> you need a tree. But the way people move around now, your tree ain't big enough to <laughs> no, spank nobody with. It ain't big enough. We just cut your Wi-Fi. But she had that willow branch, and you go out there, and I, I thought I was going to get smart one time and come back in with a little video twig. <laughs> Grandma reached behind that door, and she had one stored up just for that purpose. <laughs> and she she can get you from five feet away. Pop you with the end of that thing, man, you'd almost want a belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when Grandma whipped you, then your mom come to pick you up. She told your mom what you did, and then guess what? Mom whipped you. Yeah, mom whipped you. <laughs> Put us right back in shape, and you know, but Still, different times, man, different times. But now I sit and think about that, and I laugh about it, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you know I was doing just the mischievous stuff as a kid, and you know I probably deserved it, or I did deserve it, you know. And but you know now I laugh about it, and it, it, those are kind of like fond memories, even though it hurt back then. Yeah, they are, you know, it, it, and this being. Six years now since mom has passed, you know, there are a lot of times I'm reminiscing about the good times we had and, you know, the times I've been punished for something, just being a kid, you yep. know. You know, we often think of the times that mom's punishing us and we don't really reflect enough on the times that that we weren't being punished. The, the things that, that they did for us that, you know, was normal things, that everyday things that we just kind of looked over, but... You highlight the the things that you remember because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there was five of us and it always seemed like my mom was always yelling at somebody. But the, I mean five kids, different ages, all getting into different things. You can only imagine. The See, chaos. I always wonder what it'd be like to be in a big family because we were just two. Yeah, because so me and my brother and we were only two years apart. So you're either number one son or you're number two. No, it was uh, it's quite the dynamic because I mean from top to bottom we're like. 10 years apart, you know, um, maybe a little bit more than that, but 
from my oldest brother to my youngest sister, there's there's somewhere like 10 to 12 years in there, maybe 13. And so as as one former, the youngest, then, you know, my younger sister came five years after me. Right. Kind of took some of that heat off of me because I became one of the middle forgotten, the forgotten <laughs> ones in there. <laughs> yeah, and see, it, what just the, the two of us, you know, that ain't enough time for the past. <laughs> Yeah, because mischievous things happen. I always got pointed at. Yeah, he'll take it. Yeah, and see him, but only being two years apart, if he did something, I was close enough in age. She's like, you probably have something to do with it too. And you knew better because you're the <laughs> exactly. older one. You're the new. Yeah, there's always like, well, you know, your brother was going to do that. And I was like, actually, I didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to take it because of that. You yeah. know, because my older siblings, I heard that being talked about a lot. You knew better. You were responsible for him. You were watching him. You guys knew better. And so, yeah. But everybody got their appropriated punishments and time with time well spent with mom yep. in that arena. But, you know, there's also those times that are overlooked that, you know, mom went shopping and bought our clothes and shoes and groceries and made dinner and made sure our house was clean. And, you know, we had white, clean yeah, and sheets. And I'm sure your mom, with, even with, as many as you guys had, I'm sure there's that time when mom said, now go ahead. I'm a, don't tell your dad, but go and get an extra one of those or, you know, a oh, little yeah. more, oh, you yeah. know, she slipped mom always had there. a, you know, which is why, you know, all the tattoos say, <laughs> I love mom on the arm. Yeah. <laughs> got the mom tattoo. Not that yeah. I'm saying I got a tattoo of mom arm, but you know, there's a reason because, you know, Moms do hold that special place in your heart. Yeah, they're they're again they are the glue of the family. It seems like, and you know, I'm fortunate enough to still have my mom. She turned 80 this year, and you know, it's crazy to think that my mom is that age. And but then I look at how old I am. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy that I'm this age. And yeah, but time flies. It and you really have to take the time to spend time with them because you ne- you never promised anything beyond today. No, and so. We, uh, but the times they are here, though, we, you know, I cherish all those moments, oh, yeah. you know. With and memories they can't take away. No, the memories you can't take away. No. And, you know, you might lose pictures and little special trinkets here and there, but all those mental memories. and Oh, yeah, there's at least something during the day that will there. happen, and you're going about your daily lives, your routine, and then something will happen, and you, <laughs> you just start, and you'll start laughing because you're thinking about, you know, if mom would have saw that right now, you're like, matter of fact, she probably did see this right now, you know, so. <laughs> so, thinking about your mom and when you were younger, what is what is a memory that really sticks out that, you know, a special moment that you and your mom shared? For me, I could say something that really resonates with me and mom was, which I can't say for everybody, but for me. Mom went to everything I did. Yeah. I mean, whether I was running track in high school, I remember being in Hawaii, standing up in front of the class, having to give a, a speech that, you know, really wasn't ready to get in front of a crowd to do. But mom was there for everything. And so I remember I had left for the military, and my mom and dad at the time was still working for the Department of Defense. And they were off in Zaragoza, Spain. And I was doing my first bodybuilding show. And I, you know, the one time now mom's not going to be at something I'm going to be at. And I remember having a conversation with her. And she says, 
She goes, you know, Mike, which is what my mom called me because my middle name, Mike. She says, I just want you to pick out one person out there in the audience. And she goes, that's going to be me. And you just stare at that person. You think about her, and that's me out there cheering you on. And so I prepared for that show probably for six, seven months or so, getting ready for that show. I even picked a song that dedicated to her. Uh, I The artist doesn't ring a bell right now who it is, but... Anyway, it had something with reference to mom in there or whatever, and actually won that show. Nice. So, for 1993, I'm actually Mr. Wyoming. Uh-oh. So, you know. Hey, we got a champion <laughs> over here, Mr. Wyoming. Yeah. Now, it's not in the Google, so I don't think you can YouTube it, whatever, you know. Cause, uh, that's a good thing YouTube wasn't around back in those you know? days, I guess, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah it is a real good thing. Because if yeah. you're in a bodybuilding show, you, you're like running around and like, a, you know. Yeah, and you little, <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a tidy whitey. It was a tidy yellow. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that was my one memory of, you know, of just, you know, dedicating a whole, like I said, my first time getting up on stage in front of a bunch of people you don't know and dedicating the whole show to my mom, whatever. But, but you got to be nerve-wracking to begin with. You're oh, yeah, in front yeah. of everybody and they're scrutinizing you. They're scrutinizing you know. you're standing there and, you know, something like dental floss. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hey, moms, you know. Yeah. What about you? What? You had well, a memory? What I, would it be? You know, there's a, there's a ton of them. And, y- you know, it's I think back when when I was about five years old, and it's vague memories, and it's probably more of conversations that – have planted stuff in there, but the, we lived up in, in New York, up around Syracuse at the time, and my little sister was, my mom was pregnant with my little sister, and it was spending those little moments that I knew she that, was coming, that, that she was coming, and yeah. I, I was kind of excited, you know, I was going to have a little sister, because I was, I was the youngest one at right. the time, and my older siblings, they would run off and play. And I would try to follow them, you know, and they, they would oh, go home. You know, they didn't, I was too little. They didn't want me around. But um, I just remember the, the the moments that we had together prior to my little sister being born. And then once she came around, I, I was like, I'm ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of being around. And then when I got my driver's license, you know, my mom would call me and say, hey, I need a ride. Can you come pick me up from work? Is The moments that she needed me. Right. Are kind of special to me. And, you know, so I always think of things like that. My mom actually taught me how to drive. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, taught me how to drive a stick shift. We lived in a um, in the house we had, had a kind of a little steep driveway. Yeah. And she goes, once you learn how to drive, she goes, first gear. If you can master first gear to clutch, she goes, everything else is just, it's just butter. Especially on the hill. On the hill. So yeah. she goes, you got to, you know, growing up in the city, on the West Coast there, you know, she says, you mastered her clutch on the hills. She goes, change your gears is easy because we, you know, whenever she, we ride in the car and you're driving with her and she would tell you, change the gears for me, you know, while mm-hmm. she's in the driver's seat and you're in the passenger seat. And, you know, at first you're <laughs> like, uh, you knew where the gears were, you know. Mm-hmm. She And then my mom, you know, she might as well be. I guess you could call her like a race car driver. <laughs> Mario Andretti. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was that Mario Andretti, A.J. Foyt, you know. She's that Dale Earnhardt, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, she's going and, you know, you, you hear the sound in the motor and she's revving and she goes, get ready, you know, you're ready. And she's like, and she's hit it, you know, you're popping it in a third and wait, drop it down a second, you know. So <laughs> when I got into the 
actual. But she had the timing down with the clutch. So she, that was one thing. That, well, she can't teach you. She was a race car yeah, driver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, when you're riding the car and you, you learn how mom, you know, they talk to you. And I remember in, a, what do you call it? A driver's ed. So going through driver's oh, yeah. ed, they'd always teach you about defensive driving. Well, mom said, in this household, we're offensive drivers. She goes, we don't wait to what other driver's going to do. You're going to know what they're going to do before they're going to do it. Mm. And so that is why Offense. I'm such a good driver as I am today because Offense wins I don't, the game. Exactly. <laughs> now, other coaches may tell you otherwise. But well, they say defense wins championships, offense wins the game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, go talk Either way, you know, yeah. we got a ring. <laughs> hey, mom got you there. Yes, sir. You know, no matter what, mama get you to the finish line. Mama drag you to the finish line. <laughs> She's going to get you, know. you there. My mom, I just, I just remember she's, oh, you know, a hard worker and everything. And, you know, it was one thing that she instilled in us was responsibility. And so we had chores growing up. You know, we all had responsibilities. Clean, clean your room, pick up your clothes, take your clothes from the laundry room to your room, put them away, wash dishes, and cook. Teach us how to cook. Yeah. You know, because she wanted to know that the day that came when we needed to be on our own, you would be able to be on we, your own. We'd be able to be on our own. So all those things that, you know, we thought were laborious and taken away from our playtime were actually lessons that carried us well into up until the day. Yeah. And then, you know, and then as we become parents, you know, you see your children becoming parents, some of them being moms, um, uh, and, you know, your cousins, all all the family that you played with as a little kid, now – everybody's parents and yeah and they be, your cousins female cousins become moms your nieces and it's it's a crazy but beautiful thing that life continues and family grows and yeah it it's funny you, you say how how they they raise you as far as you know being able to go out and own and, and take on the world yourself there yeah kind of leads us back to our very first episode when we were talking about uh, the kids on the block, how we've kind of just like taken on the kids as they have their parents, but we as parents. Yeah, you kind of watch over them too. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, my mom, I remember my mom growing up, man, all of the kids in the neighborhood called her mom. Yeah. It's like she wasn't, you know, I was like, that's my mom. And she's <laughs> like, well, and she's like, well, baby, I'm I'm mom to everybody. Once yeah. you're a mom, you're a mom, I <laughs> you're guess. You're a mom, you know. So, and so just. And you think about it now as you're older, you're like, wow, mom, mom held a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, you don't even have to be birth given to be, oh, a, mom, no. to be a mom, oh, no. you know. No, you don't. Because we live in the times now where, you know, you got these blended families like Brady Bunch families that are coming together, you know. And, yes, sir. And you take on that role. You know that's what you're getting into when you when you get into that situation. And you take those roles on and you, you just – Impart the best human being that you are into somebody. And That's, the moms that are doing that are stepping up to the plate, too. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just everything is just, uh, hey, mom's the glue. No matter, the glue. How, no matter how you got there to that title, you're the glue. Which and is why we want to everybody, everybody goes to mom. You, yeah. If you went to dad, what's the first thing he's going to tell you? Go see him. Go ask your mom. Go ask your mom. <laughs> go ask your mom. <laughs> <laughs> So then, <laughs> so then, why even go to dad? Because <laughs> dad put you to work. <laughs> dad put you to work. Mom give you the popsicle. 
She may not buy it from the popsicle truck, but she has them in the freezer. <laughs> Dad bought the popsicle, but I gotta go ask mom for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what she tell? And then 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 they play the game. What'd your dad tell you? <laughs> he told me to come to ask you. <laughs> so, but it's all good, you know. Grandmas, moms. It's, yeah. It's it's today's your day, and we celebrate you. And I gotta give a shout out to a lot of those single moms out there. I have a lot of friends that are single moms, and they're pulling double duties, and you know they're doing it, and they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been impressed with how it's like they don't skip a beat. It's like they know their roles and they step up, and you're just like, and then they're raising some fine young men and women out there. Yep, they're doing it. So, like we said, no matter how you got to the point to the title of mom, uh, we we just want to say that. Uh, you're doing a great job, and no matter how hard it seems, because it's not an easy task. No, it's not. And uh, but just keep on, keep on doing it. Because we're you're never forgotten. No, That's, I mean I don't know how many events or sports things that we have watched. You know, growing up, and, and you always see the sideline, and you know the reporters, and you know it's like love you, mom. Yep. Thanks, mom. You know. That's that's the first thing that, uh, you know, when you, especially as you grow older and you graduate high school and, you know, and then you move on to your next stage of there, you, you really are like, wow, mom's not going to be there, you know, but mom proves you wrong because she shows up <laughs> when it's your shining moment. So, yeah, she does. You know, and then when you talk to her on the phone, she's still being mom. Still being mom. You know. Still giving the support, still Pulling double duty, triple duty. Yep. I know my mom has not only raised her kids, but she's watched over my nieces and nephews and, you know, being her grandkids and great-grandkids. I mean, she just keeps giving, keeps giving. I remember one time um, my daughter was over, and it was a Christmas time, if I remember correctly. Could have been, yeah, I think it was Christmas or maybe Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I paid. And my daughter was over, and my mom was over, and just hearing them talk, and it's like, you knew where the conversation was going. It's like, oh, I remember that talk. <laughs> but, you know, it was like, it was good, though, because she was giving her, like, the same advice, you know, that I remember getting back, obviously, well before my daughter was born. But, you know. Yeah. Mom was just like, you know, it's it's worked. It's like a, what's that, um, a proven theory? Of hers that you know the information she was passing on the knowledge and the guidance it worked with my sons yep. it would also work with my granddaughter so yeah and in the as older as i get and sometimes i'm giving my kids you know some advice or just having a conversation with them and it's like man i sound like my mom <laughs> <laughs> you know you which is but, not a bad thing no it's it's not i mean but it's like you think back and when you were little, you, you heard all those things, and you were like, oh, man, I don't really want to hear this, you know. But then you, it stuck because you repeat it as yeah. a grown adult, teaching your kids or giving your kids advice or just having conversations with them. You you hear it come come through your lips, and it's like, well, I am a product of my mom, so there it is. You know, it's almost like when you say something to somebody, what's the first thing they say to you? 
Sound like my mom. <laughs> like my mom. <laughs> You're like, well, that's because <laughs> I'm part of my mom. <laughs> part of my mom, you know. So no, that's but, why that advice is so good to you. So I'm giving it to you because it's good advice. Yeah, it worked for me. <laughs> my mom used to like to say, "Do as I say, not as I do." Mm-hmm. What was some of your mom's favorite sayings? Like, if she was mad at you, how would you know? Oh man. Put me on the spot here. Now I'm going to have a brain fart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe maybe you were never in trouble. Maybe you were never in trouble. Oh, I was in trouble. (laughs) I was in trouble enough growing up that my punishment was being grounded. And I said that probably an episode before, but, you know. Well, I knew. I'll give you some time to think about your answer because I knew when my mom was mad, when all three of my names would come out, <laughs> Ooh. first, middle, and last. Yeah, if she said my full name, yeah, to the way it was actually printed on paper, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it you was knew. one of those like you knew was, I gotta go. That's a Clint Eastwood moment coming up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like I will see y'all next summer because uh-huh. I'm about to spend this summer in my room. Yep, been there, done that. <laughs> I, I used to have my friends come up to the window. Hey, go see, go ask my mom if I can come out. She might be nice to you. And before they could even leave the window, my mom was at the door going, close that window. I told you not to go. <laughs> she already knew what I, I was up to. <laughs> I, I think it, it must have been the time we grew up because I think that was like punishment one-on-one. And it's like your friends must have been my friends because it's like, huh, JP's on restriction. Let's go play in his front yard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, of all my friends, the park and anywhere else they could play. Yeah. My little front yard was a the place they wanted to come. Yeah. They, you had to sit out there and watch them. So I have I have another question for you. Was your mom also a self-educated doctor? Oh. Did she have home remedies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did she have home <laughs> remedies? <laughs> I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Vicks will fix anything. I was listening. I was listening to a comedian the other day talk about his mom and Vicks, and I was laughing so hard that I was like, "Man, I can remember times that I walked around. I was a Vicks jar." <laughs> so Vicks. You, so you mentioning that right there, I know. Like you said, must have been mom one on one school. I'll tell you, it's like it's like. It's like I'm sure there were other remedies out there. I mean, there had to be. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're obviously in our 50s now, so we made it. But <laughs> uh, it was due to Vicks. <laughs> <laughs> all those other doctors out there, Johnson and Johnson and all those other kind of people, yeah. them doctor names out there, Vicks. That and that red mercuricone, that, that stuff was like, it, like once it hit your skin, it didn't wash out. It's like walk, you knew you, you had battle scars at that point. It's almost like, do you think we need to reattach that? Nope. <laughs> Put some of that on there. <laughs> yeah, my mom would, if you had a fever or were sick or anything like that, Vicks would pop out. She'd rub it on your chest. I mean. She would always say, put some Vicks on it, and then she'd say, go to bed and let the angels fix it. Mm. Now. <laughs> Put I don't Vicks know. On the I don't, I don't know. I don't know what kind of <laughs> landline or connection they had where they were talking to each other. 
But <laughs> it's like she's put that on and told you to go to bed, and they like they she did her part, and then you're supposed to go. And I guess they're coming in like part the the, the tag team. Mm. But you wake up in the morning, guess what you did? He went to school because you felt better. Yep. <laughs> put Vicks on the bottom of your feet and then put socks on. <laughs> Everything from your feet up is going to be better tomorrow. <laughs> and then the time that. She was like, open your mouth. And I'm like, what? She goes, open your mouth, stick out your tongue. She slapped that Vicks on your tongue until you to swallow it. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think that was for internal use, but don't tell my mom that. Did you ever have to have any, uh, what was that, uh, cod liver oil? Mm-mm. No. Uh, no. It was Vicks, Mercurochrome, and alcohol. I remember there was something things. about the uh, cod liver oil that I don't even, oof. I don't even want to go back there. But it's like let's they, move on. But it's like when they went to school, they had like some medical class or something they took <laughs> that we didn't get because <laughs> they knew how to fix everything. You know, you know. My you mom always wonder why that. Now that I'm older and I actually had to actually go buy Vicks. I always wonder why I didn't know that there was a smaller tub of Vicks because <laughs> you know you can get it. It's a really like a, a little two ounce size. We had a vat of it. Oh, yeah. Well, they probably downsized and charge you more nowadays because, you know, everybody caught on that Vicks must be really popular because <laughs> they're buying to buy the gallons. I mean, I didn't know that Vicks came in such such a big – Yeah. Actually, I didn't know it came in such a small container until I actually had to go buy it because, you know, you're walking around the, the, the pharmacy aisle looking for the Vicks because you're looking for that big gallon-sized bucket because <laughs> that's all you remember seeing in the house was – I mean, she go in there and she get a handful of that. And just, you know, yeah. hey. We survived it, though. We survived it. You know, mom fed us, clothed us, loved us, took care of us, healed guided us. us, healed us, punished us, did the whole, did the whole thing. And, you know, we're, we're better people for it. You know, exactly. she, was, she was there every step of the way. So I, I know I want to shout out and tell you, tell my mom I love you. And thanks for everything. Yep. And I guess that. See, you know, my mom's gone. I like to tell her, rest in power. Yep. Because I know she's at peace, so yep. rest in power. I appreciate yep. everything. You know, and and that's the thing is, even if they're not here with us today, you still have to celebrate them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you celebrate them um, because they gave you they gave you life. Mom yeah. gave you life, and she guided you for your first, you know, 15 to 18 years. Um, and then And then some. And then some. You know. So. I remember as I left for the military way back many, many years ago, when I started getting my uh, my leaves and vacation all the way up until the time I got out to service, one of my vacations, one of my weeks was dedicated every year to go see mom. Yep. Mom and pop. There you go. You got you to gotta, you gotta pay the homage, you know. And it was, you know, it's funny, you know, I think about that, you know, all all the times I've gone to wherever they lived, I'd go see them. It's like, I went to see them because I wanted to. It wasn't like something I felt I had to do. Right. It's like, I actually wanted to go spend time with mom. Right. You know. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of miles between me and my mom, but you know, I'd make a point that talk to her on the phone as much as I can. Probably, probably should do it more than I do at sometimes, you know, life gets busy and yeah, you know, but she knows uh, you're raising families yeah. too. And then, uh, you know, we go see her as much as we can. So, um, we, we spend that time with her, but she's doing well. And, and my mom being 80, 
don't think she's sitting in a rocking chair. She she gets on her riding lawnmower every week. <laughs> I, I was telling her today, don't get on the tractor. She goes, nope, not today. I'm I'm gonna rest today. But she's out in that yard in this hundred degree heat, hooking up her trailer, carrying her shovels, doing her yard work, cutting her grass, planting her flowers. And it was funny because I was talking to her, and she's she's figured out this way. She's got these new mums planted in her garden, mm-hmm. and she's figured out a way how to keep them from melting in the heat. <laughs> she puts an umbrella over the top of them, and I'm like, "Mom, so you're not being- only did she go to a doctor school, she also went to <laughs> uh, uh, a botanist, art, <laughs> agricultural, I guess, yes." But I told her, I said, look, Mom, you're even being a mom to your plants. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in her DNA. You know, she can't stop. You know, got to take care of it. And you know, if you called and asked her a question <laughs> about something not going on with whatever in your yard, she'd be like, would you put umbrellas over mm-hmm. here? And you'd be like, well, no, Mom, I didn't. <laughs> well, but <laughs> she'll, well, that's your problem. Well, you get in the <laughs> shade when you're hot, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then what are you going to say? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Mom knows best. <laughs> they say father knows best, but I'd have to argue that. She would say, at 50-some years of age, you still doubt me, Timbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I know, Mama. Okay, well, I got to go because I'm going to cover my plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, it's in her DNA. She can't stop. So she's uh, she's a very active mom still, so. That's good. That's good yeah, to hear. That's good. But, you well, know, we got, uh, I got my mother-in-law living with us, and uh, we celebrated her Mother's Day um, actually two weekends now uh, with the families being so spread out and broken up, you know, they come together when they can to, yeah. to celebrate mom, which is good for her because that's the way she gets to see all of her kids and grandkids, and, you know, they all want to pay their respect to to mom, to grandma, she's earned it. She's yep. earned it, you know. Well, we can't for, can't forget the mother-in-laws. You know, they're they're, know. they're they're a part of our family as well. And I mean, they're they're the other side. They're the other the other set of glue on the other side of it. She's the she's my mother from another. That's it. And so we did the same thing. We took my mother-in-law up for breakfast this morning with the family and uh, celebrated all the moms. So. It, this this whole podcast was dedicated to, to the moms. Yep. The baby mamas, the moms, super moms. If your name is mom, then you're it. Tag. You're it. <laughs> so it's all about you. So, hey, um, you know, I wanted to also give a shout out to, you know, we want to support all of our uh, veterans out there. Yes, sir. And our first responders. First responders. Everybody that's out there that's uh, taking time away from celebrating their moms, even when they're on active duty, having to go out and defend our country and stuff like that. We want to we shout out to them and everybody that's been there and, and done that. So, yes, sir. We appreciate all of your guys' service. Yep. I know uh, this week my nephew sworn in. He's going August the 2nd. Really? Yep. Well, it's kind of funny you say that because... My nephew, he is finishing up his paperwork, and soon he'll get a ship-out date from MEPS. He'll be going into the Air Force, which is where he'll actually celebrate his 18th birthday in boot camp. In boot camp. 
Yeah, my nephew decided he wanted to go Marines, and he went to go talk to the recruiter, and I guess they didn't give him what he wanted. You know, he he had a specific thing that he wanted. Yeah. And so um, then he went and talked to the Army recruiter, and they had what he wanted? They had what he wanted. He's going in for MP. MP. So <laughs> Why do you say that? My nephew is going to the Air Force <laughs> as an MP. There you go. <laughs> Hey, but and I told him before he leaves. I know it's probably gonna be hard for some of y'all to be out there, but he had never shot a gun. Wow. Well, my nephew has shot guns, and he likes he likes shooting guns. So but. I'm gonna take him out for his uh before his birthday. I'm gonna take him out and you know let him know. But you know what them drill instructors are gonna tell him. Uh-huh. Whatever you've been taught by <laughs> your grandfather, your dad, your uncles. Uncle brother forget it because it was wrong because this ain't a gun this is a weapon (laughs) this is for fighting (laughs) you know how it goes oh yeah (laughs) i know how it goes so all you all you veterans out there know where i'm going with that but no they'll they'll learn all the right techniques they'll get their good training and i think it's going to be good for them um but yeah he uh my nephew's uh Going in August 2nd, going to Fort Leonard Wood. And you know who's going to be at their graduations? Their moms. Well, he lost his mom. So, but, you know, he said that he was going to go. He wanted to take some time off. But they'll be there in spring. Oh, yeah, they're there. But, um, because we lost her, like, about seven years ago. Um, And we had a ceremony at their favorite beach. Okay. Down uh, in Florida. And so he said that he wanted to spend some time at the beach talk to his mom and be with her. And then my brother, um, his dad is going to take some time off. They're going to go do some fishing and camping and, mm-hmm. you know, spend some quality time together before he ships out. So, um, but I think it's going to be good for him. He's going to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. He'll be there. And I think that's where he's going to do his MOS school too. Um, I think that's the, one of their big military yeah. police academies up there. I believe that's where they start. And then, if I remember correctly, because, like, the Air Force, the Army, and maybe the Marines, if it's still in the same place, they'll do their part of their training in Fort Dix, New Jersey. Yeah. Because I remember doing a joint uh, training venture up there with all all the branches. Yeah. So, who knows? They might cross paths at some point. <laughs> you, you never know. How old is he? Uh, he's, he's actually 19. Uh, he graduated in 21. And then he was taking some time. He he actually wanted to continue his football at one point, mm-hmm. but he suffered a couple of injuries, and then uh, you know time passed up, and right. he he was like, you know, I kind of lost the the fever of it after high school, and but he always wanted to go into law enforcement, and that's a goal of his, and so I think this is an easy avenue for him to get into that. Uh, I think it'll open some doors for him. Yeah, definitely. I mean. We appreciate all our young men and women who actually want to take the time and serve for our country. Yeah. So I hope both of them go through their training and come out the other end of it enjoying it. He's actually going in as an E3. Good for him. Because he's Eagle Scout. Okay. Good for him. So I was surprised. Well, very I much, told him very be, much appreciated. Be prepared to do a lot of push-ups for everybody else. <laughs> you're the leader. <laughs> you know what happens to the leaders. 
Yeah, the, this the is fo- true. The followers don't do right. The leaders got to pay the punishment. <laughs> do one for they'll have you do one for everyone that messed up underneath you. Yeah, but no, nah, I think they'll they'll be great. They'll be good for them. Yeah, it'd be good if it is still some um, some discipline in them. Yep. Now they'll obviously get a lot of leadership training because you know the military does promote leadership. Of course. Yeah, they'll come out much better on the other end. So they'll get plenty of support. But you want to give a shout out to our sponsors? Sure. Well, I'd like to give a special shout out to <clears throat> sponsor of ours, Five J's clothing line of Juneteenth wear. We'll be debuting this here Juneteenth, Father's Day. Looking forward to all of your guys' support. Website should be coming soon. You know, working on the legalities of it right now, but it's all coming soon. Expecting a lot more from them. Uh, what do you got for us, Tim? Oh, that Juneteenth getting close. It's getting close, man. We're a little more than, what, a month away. Very excited. So, Good times. Yeah. So if you're planning an event of any kind and you are a cigar enthusiast, go to Instagram and reach out to Texas Cigar Rollers. They will put a quality cigar roller at your event. And he will hand roll premium cigars right there in front of you for you and your guests. So, again, if you are a cigar enthusiast, just go out on Instagram and hit up Texas Cigar Rollers. So, but again, we want to thank all of our listeners yes, for sir. supporting us uh, over the last couple of weeks. Last couple of episodes have been doing great. We've seen a huge uh, response out there and in, in downloads and listens. And again, this is just us having conversation and, yeah, and, this was fun. and putting it out there. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's tuning in and listening and finds it engaging enough to keep coming back. Yep. Checking on their platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Amazon, Audible. Audible, all those, all those platforms right now is wherever you can find us and uh, give us a like. Yep. Give us a follow, follow it. And so again, this one was all shout out to moms yes, sir. all over. And so, Go call your mom if you haven't already and give her something special on her special day. This is Mother's Day, and uh, she she gave you everything that you needed, so give her some love back. Yes, sir. Yep. Well, this was fun, Tim. Yeah, this was great. So until next week, we are out of here. All righty.